listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 17. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the how many coffees have you had so far today? John Brownstone. Only one and a half. I'm very proud of you. Hmm. I haven't had any yet. I'm trying. I'm this. trying. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing mad very or good at cutting. whining or complaining or anything, but I haven't had any. Girl. I'm just saying I haven't had any. Girl. <laughs> Carry on. A big thanks to our kinky patrons over at <laughs> patreon.com slash Kayla Lords for making this episode possible. This week, we're sharing a few tips to keep in mind as you vet a new partner, which if you're not mm -hmm. familiar with the term vetting, just means deciding if they're safe to play with or get to know at all. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <laughs> LovingDS in the number one, that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM. All links are in the show notes. Uh, I'd like to add a disclaimer to this week's mini episode. We're totally cheating. The video version of this exists on YouTube. Yeah. It's the same points. We'll say different things, though. Yeah. But we, we still believe it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah, but we know not everybody's on YouTube. And quite frankly, I've, I've swum in those comment sections. Save yourself. Run, run. <laughs> but also <laughs> subscribe to our channel. Anyway, yeah. let's get into this. Five things we think you need to know as you vet a new partner. And this is great for newbies, but if, if you are a longtime kinkster and you're getting back into the play scene or the dating scene, you might need these reminders too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, number one. Check their online profile. Absolutely. You know, um, take a look, see see what kind of things they're posting, you know, what type of stuff they write, uh, pictures, events they attend. Who they uh, interact with, how yes, they talk how they, to people. Right. Because uh, if they are trollish and gross on the internet, uh, where it, in quotes here, it doesn't matter, it does matter, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, what are they going to be like in person? Yeah. I mean, this doesn't speak highly of them mm -hmm. in person. Um, yeah, you want to you want to get a sense of who they are. Now, sometimes you're going to meet people in person. That's hard right now during a plague, I'm aware. And they won't really have an online profile. This becomes more difficult. That's why the other tips will hopefully be helpful. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, people have some kind of online presence, even if it's just on FetLife. Mm -hmm. And to the extent that you can look and see, look and see. Are you getting a good feel for this person? Are you getting a yucky feeling? Please pay attention <laughs> to the yucky feeling. Um, but yeah, scroll. Do some serious scrolling. Yep. Mm -hmm. Number two, when possible, this is not always possible. No. But where possible, try to talk to past partners. So this is most often the case in um, local kink communities or yeah. long-standing online mm -hmm. communities where somebody has a long history of right. being around. I, if they're if they're part of a a local community where they host uh, private parties, um, they're a part of a community that has a a public dungeon. Mm -hmm. You know, it it is an excellent opportunity to kind of find out how they are in, in those spaces. Yeah, and you want to take, sometimes you want to take certain things with a grain of salt. So if um, if every single past partner hates this person's guts, that's probably a warning sign. But if one person can say nothing good about them, but not point to like actual bad acts, you mm -hmm. do have to be discerning because you know, sometimes people are just really upset about that breakup. Um, but you, if, if in general, what you've seen from them online or any communication and interaction you've already had 
kind of matches what other people are telling you. That's good. Yeah. Now, if all of them go, well, I thought they were a great person, and then that's a red flag. You need to pay attention mm-hmm. to it. It doesn't have to be the only deciding factor, but it is something to pay attention to. Yeah. Uh, the next thing is, and we say local, but this could be online community, so just keep mm-hmm. that in mind. Ask about their involvement in their kink community. Right. And then go talk to those people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> many communities nowadays not only have munches, um, which which is a great place to to meet and, and talk and find these things out, but um, many communities in at, at this point they host coffee socials they they host game munches mm-hmm. um you know so if, if they're a part of these that that's a great way to you know meet people to to find out and here's what you, what you're looking for if you've never done this before so let's say they're like yeah i go to this munch and i do this thing online and i'm part of this online group mm-hmm. great you go to those spaces online fet life is usually it but not always mm-hmm. you look for the organizer administrator the person in charge of that group privately reach out and go hey i'm in the process of vetting a part a potential partner they yeah. say they're part of this community can is there anything you can tell me is this true do you know them is there anything I need to know? You can keep it literally yeah. that simple. You don't have to go, okay, so give me all the dirt. You can just be like, is there anything <laughs> I need to know? Are there any concerns? It's, you know, what you're looking for is, are they really a part of this community? Because people will right. lie. They will tell you they've been going to that munch for 20 mm-hmm. years and nobody there knows them. Um, also, they some people will give you that information because they're not expecting you to follow up. They're they're showing that yeah they're part of it, but what what they're not expecting you to go find out is that actually they're a raging yeah. asshole that gets kicked out of because all the parties. You, I I have seen unfortunately um, people who have been part of the online community, mm-hmm. and and for example somebody I know. Um, RSVP'd to a dungeon party, mm-hmm. okay? Actually, a, a sub-meeting and, and a dungeon party. This person reached out to them because they were part of the group, so they see who mm-hmm. joins and, and is attending, and then tells, you know, sends them a, a private message. Oh, I'd, I'd like to um, set up a play scene with you, but not at the dungeon, I don't go to the dungeon. Red flag, red yeah, flag, that, red flag. And that, that's a big red flag. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important sometimes, you know, like you say, to reach out to the community leaders and say, hey, what do you know about this person? Here's the nice thing. Sometimes that community leader will go, yeah, I kind of know them, but here's who you might want to talk to. And they will actually lead you on a path to people who know them. Mm-hmm. Now, is it possible that this will not be perfect in weeding out the crap that you might come across. (laughs) It is possible because there's, I've seen a lot online lately, a lot of conversations where there are communities that did not take, I don't want to say, didn't take thing, didn't take people seriously when they said, hey, you see that upstanding person you've been looking up to for 20 years? They're actually kind of trash. And people didn't want to hear that. Yeah. And so that is a thing that you have to, I don't think it's overwhelming like that's happening 90% 90% of the time, but it is a thing that could happen. So while you're talking to people, you that's part of the information gathering. It's not all of the information gathering. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, you're not going to get to talk to anybody because they're solely online and maybe they're not a part of any community group. And so you don't have that option. So then you have to go to the other things. Our next one. 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is where I just, I've said it in many, many episodes. Please get some trust issues, y'all. Um, <laughs> Pay attention to their actions and behaviors more than their words. Their words yeah. can sound so sweet, well, but what are they doing? It, it's kind of the, the old saying, actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. I've had many, 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 many a conversation with a submissive who says, but the this dominant said everything. They used this term and these <laughs> words and they said we were going to do this however then they describe how they behaved and i was like uh but but the behavior they're just waving every red flag they've got a red flag in their mouth in each hand between each toe you know mm-hmm. one sticking out of their ass at this point they're just a giant red flag yeah but we're so focused on what they're telling us because that's what we want to hear that we're not really paying attention to what they say and do yeah. or what they actually do not what they say i what are words i don't know um <laughs> so regardless of anything else i want you to pay attention to how they act now here's a good example you go to a munch to meet them when when that's a thing we can do i know we're in a plague uh, they're rude to a server. I'm so that's done, 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 done. You're not gonna be rude to a server, no. Because if you that person is in a subservient role to you, mm-hmm. and especially if you're a this is a dominant you're vetting. If you can't be nice to the stranger who's making sure you got your diet coke and your food and your ketchup, how can I believe you're going to be nice to me when I'm on my knees mm-hmm. and naked? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real. Um, you can see this online. Do they? Uh, blow up at people who, you know, disagree with them for half a second? Mm -hmm. Do they fly off the handle at things that, yes, might make them feel strongly, but maybe that's not, maybe that's not a reaction you're comfortable with? So, after everything else, pay attention to what they're doing and how they're behaving. And finally, and I know this is difficult right now, we are keeping this in because eventually Mm -hmm. this will not be so difficult and outdoor things are a thing. So when this is a new partner that you are thinking, whether you're playing with, want to play with or you want to get into a relationship, it doesn't matter. Make sure you meet them in public first. Absolutely. Um, You know, what we do, the things that we do in, in this lifestyle are so much fun, Mm -hmm. but there also is that risk that goes along with everything that we do. Mm -hmm. And if you're meeting someone who is a a, a veritable stranger, um, you know, you've you've met them online, you've communicated back and forth for for a certain amount of time, and, and you're going to meet them for the first time, don't do it in a hotel room. Or um, your house. Or, you know, or, or I mean, your I have house. done that, but I do not recommend it. And yeah, I, well, <laughs> I tried to fight you on that one. I know. One and, I was like, no, it'll be okay. But you had done a... Oh, God. I'd stalked you on Google so much. Right. And I encourage you to even and do a really background check on it. it was one of those things where every other marker came out clear mm-hmm. and we had six months of conversation. Yeah. What happens a lot of times, though, is you've had two days of conversation. Maybe you met and, on an app. Right. And you're like, sure, we'll meet up in the hotel room. Yeah. And it's like, no. But no. getting back, you know, meet in public first. Meet at a coffee shop. Meet at a, 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 park. a park, a bakery, a restaurant. You know, at a munch, if you can. At, at a munch, at if you dungeon, can. At the dungeon, definitely, if yeah. you can. Because that you've mentioned that when they're like, oh, but I don't go to the dungeon. Yeah. Oh, but why? Because mm-hmm. I do. I've, I've had people approach me, you know, that, that want to play and do a scene. And I'm like, fine, um, you know, I'll, I'll be at the dungeon on such. Oh, I don't go there. Mm-hmm. No, okay. And here's, it's another 
way that people weed themselves out mm-hmm. <laughs> and also kind of a red flag. How, and I know you've gone through this, how many times have you gone through every stage of vetting and you're finally like, yeah, let's let's meet, you have a coffee, pre-plague, let's meet outdoors somewhere, whatever, mm-hmm. um, in public, just to have a conversation. And you, I have watched you over the years set up many of those yeah. and people skip out at the last Ghost. minute. Now mm-hmm. they have their own reasons and some of it is their own insecurities. Some of it is their own life stuff going on. But sometimes it's because they realize this is the moment they're about to be found out for not being who they said they were. Yeah. So I know it's disappointing because I've watched it happen to JP. Mm-hmm. I literally don't know how many times anymore. It is disappointing. But here's the thing. You have just saved yourself a lot of time and a lot of potential heartbreak. Because yeah. if they won't show up just to meet, they're not showing up in this relationship. Mm-mm. This is not somebody you can depend on and count on. Let them go and self-select their way out the door. Right. There will be somebody else. Mm-hmm. There is always mm-hmm. somebody else. Are they the perfect person every time? No. So always somebody else. Yeah. So yeah, set up a meeting in public first. Post plague, it'd be great if it could be at a munch mm-hmm. or if it could be at the dungeon or if it could be in a place where you also have other kingsters around you who might pay attention to bad behavior as well and will understand the context, but it can be at a Starbucks, y'all. Yeah. It really can. Um, and currently go to, go to walk your dogs together. That I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If my dog does not like you, I do not like you. It's that simple. My dog knows things better than I do. Lola's a good girl sitting over there in the corner sleeping. So uh, those are our tips for vetting a partner. Will Mm -hmm. they all work universally for every partner? No. No. But if you can at least do some of these things. Right. um, And how do you decide yes or no? Well, you think about how you Mm -hmm. feel. And if they are a majority of the majority of the things you're able to do are a red flag. That's a clear mm-hmm. sign. These these tips give you a groundwork to start with. Exactly. And then use the your own techniques that you learn over time mm-hmm. about how to figure out your vibe with people. Yeah. And then pay attention to that vibe. And also, for my subby friends out there, if you're in the middle of frenzy, I feel your pain. I'm going to need you to like have a phone a friend thing set up, take a deep breath, do some yoga or meditation before you go out there uh, to to find a new partner. But phone a friend will be really good. Be like, look, here are all the things I discovered about them. I still think they're perfect. Um, Is this frenzy or are they good to go? And hopefully a good friend will be like, look, I need you to calm down and go into the house and lock the door. Step step back and take a deep breath. (laughs) Yep. No, yet another reason to have a kinky community of some sort. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it for us this yep. time. Okay, we'll be back next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.